Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I am your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align. And boy, do we have a great show set up for you the week before Thanksgiving. This is November 19th, 2021, and we've had a topsy-turvy week, a little bit more down and sideways than up. In the markets, uh, retailers have posted strong numbers. I know yesterday Amazon was up about $148 a share. Uh, NVIDIA's numbers came in, uh, just kind of blew away um, what everybody thought. And, and the NASDAQ and the S&P uh, closed in the green with the Dow down just a tad. Uh, definite losers in this earnings season uh, have been uh, a guy with big ears, named Mickey. And if you've been following um, earnings, you know Disney disappointed on, on several fronts. But the market action since our last uh, show has definitely been, uh, you know, positive in general. Now, what we've seen is our commodity du jour uh, lumber is back well over $700 coming in uh, at the tape of 757 as of Thursday's close. That was up a whopping 6.3%. Um, we've got WTI crude just a bit under $80 coming in at 78.32. And the precious metal gold was up just a scotch uh, on uh, Thursday's trading uh, coming in at 18.58 an ounce. Uh, definitely, we've seen uh, advances in most um, most exchanges this year, and the U.S. is uh, you know leading the way. Uh, the Dow setting at uh, thirty five thousand eight seventy, the Nasdaq just under the sixteen thousand threshold at fifteen nine ninety three, and the S and P five hundred has closed above forty seven hundred, I believe, for the first time ever at forty seven oh four. We have a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to answer your questions that have been coming in uh, like wildfire about cryptocurrency. We're going to talk about uh, giving thanks through charitable giving and then also look at kind of what lays ahead in the next few weeks in the market, including that big decision of who will be the next chairman of the Federal Reserve. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here at this station. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and we will be back after a word from our spot. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. 
That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor with Align, and this is our Investment Spotlight segment of the show where we will take a look at the this week, some quick hits on market perspectives and what is weighing on the markets as we get into uh, the holiday shopping season, which will be starting the same time this show is next week. So let's take a quick hit on market perspectives. And U.S. stocks closed lower on Wednesday uh, midweek and, and, and mixed on Thursday as all four major averages finished Wednesday in the red, though declines were generally modest. Energy, financials, and materials led the S&P 500 lower, with real estate, consumer discretionary, and health care bucking the trend, finishing the day with small gains. As Ameriprise has reported earlier, stock momentum has cooled over recent days, with several S&P 500 sectors giving back a little of their strong gains over the last one- and three-month periods. In Ameriprise's view, they wouldn't read too much into the recent pause either as an opportunity to buy or sell. Stock prices have enjoyed a rapid change in investor sentiment given the state of the third quarter earnings and their company report cards coming in healthier than expected and the job market being healthier than expected, as well as having seasonal tailwinds. I suspect stocks could drift largely sideways through the rest of the month and upcoming low-volume Thanksgiving week a lack of big market moving economic releases through the month end, and some buyer exhaustion across tech and consumer discretionary could keep a governor on stock prices over the very near term. Notably, a little consolidation in the market's upward trajectory is usually a healthy longer-term trend. And as the market looks to catch their breath uh, between now and the end of the month, here's a couple things to consider. First and foremost, investors are gearing up for November's inflation reports. While economic data through the rest of the month may not hold much sway on stock prices, December is right around the corner. On December 10th, the November CPI report is released, followed by the November PPI report on December 14th. Both key inflation reports will hit when market liquidity is reduced as traders and investors start packing it in for the year. Given the hotter-than-expected price pressures in October, investors are likely to be more sensitive to the month-over-month change in inflation this month. And while October's personal consumption expenditure, PCE, and first-look November PMI data could provide some insight into the inflation and economic activity before the inflation reports next month, they are unlikely to influence stock direction very much. More of the S&P 500 now trades above their 200-day moving average. And uh, as we've discussed, this is a key point in our point number two, that 70% of the S&P 500 stocks are trading back above their longer-term trading average. After falling below 60% in September, a greater share of the S&P constituents are back above their 200-day average. Uh, In my view, this is a healthy sign that more S&P 500 stocks are reclaiming their longer-term trading average. And after the index saw a steady decline in the number of constituents trading above this critical threshold, investors should welcome the development 
as it's a sign more stocks are back within their longer-term trading path. And finally, we'll close this segment with this. Um, the chairman of the Federal Reserve decision looms in the background as President Biden is expected to announce soon his decision to either reappoint Fed Chair Jerome Powell to another term as chair or appoint another central banker to the role. According to multiple reports, the president has interviewed Fed Governor Leo Brainerd for the position in addition to Mr. Powell. Mrs. Brainerd is considered by many market participants to be more dovish than Powell and may be the preferred pick by more progressive lawmakers and activists, according to Bloomberg. Both nominees are likely to easily clear the Senate Banking Committee for approval. From a market perspective, I believe Mr. Powell represents the quote-unquote steady state in monetary policy. His appointment would signal to investors the Fed's course is appropriately set, at least in the eyes of the Biden administration. However, an appointment of Mrs. Brainerd may signal the White House is looking for extended emergency accommodation or policies that keep interest rates lower for longer. Regardless of who chairs the Fed in February, the central bank leader will need to steer monetary policy through the rest of the pandemic and address how to nom normalize monetary policy in an elevated inflationary environment. That's quite the challenge for whoever holds the top seat. As a, as a man I tremendously respect once told me, you don't want to change horses on the wagons midstream. So this will be a good test for the Biden White House that uh, Powell has got us thus far through the pandemic and to change horses in the middle of the pandemic or midstream, so to speak, would probably signal some other uh, decision-making factors afoot that are not readily uh, discussed by the mainstream media. With that said, you're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Lion Wealth Management, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson. And in our third segment of the show, we're going to take a deeper dive on financial planning topics. And uh, with Thanksgiving uh, coming up next week, we will take a look at different ways to give thanks, that is to give back. So let's take a look at charitable giving in a more, um, in a deeper context and also kind of in a global context. Uh, traditionally, when working with clients, um, I think it's always good to give back. It, it's what, uh, you know, in, in the Bible and, uh, most, uh, all world religions, uh, believe in, in charity as a cardinal virtue of what they stand for. So when it comes to charitable giving, I really don't always start talking to clients about it from a 
perspective of, hey, what is your balance sheet or your tax return going to get out of this? It's what are you going to get out of this personally, as a family, as a legacy? What type of fulfillment? Because uh, all gifts should begin in the heart, and uh, smart gifts uh, begin at the heart and uh, end up in, in, in the head, so to speak, in the brain and working through what's the best way to make that happen. So if you're inclined to be charitable, and luckily most Americans are, uh, that's the first step in thinking about how charitable giving might fit into your overall financial plan and eventually your legacy plan through your estate. So a couple things to be aware of we'll go over in this segment to hit the highlights. As always, consult with your uh, professional tax advisor or certified financial planner in this uh, with regards to your situation because each situation is different and needs professional guidance. But overall, once a person has decided in, in their heart they want to do something charitable, it's always best to then define specifically what charity or charities you feel most comfortable giving some of your treasure to here on this earth. And it's okay to have one favorite charity, and it's okay to have several charities that you like to give to equally or like some more than others because there are a lot of uh, worthy charities out there. If you want to get into this in a big way and at the granular level, uh, call the charities up, ask for a copy of their uh, 990 uh, charitable tax return uh, or their financial statements that they should have readily available for donors to peruse. What you want to look at is out of the income coming in from gifts, how much of that is spent on the overall charitable purpose of the organization versus how much is spent in supporting any uh, overhead at all. Uh, specifically speaking, don't... Uh, don't take it for uh, gospel that just because the IRS says they are a 501c3 charitable organization that 90% or more of every dollar that you give goes to the needy. There are a lot of uh, what I would call not-for-tax instead of not-for-profit organizations masquerading out there where we've seen uh, you know rates that almost – Whatever you give, only maybe 60% or a little bit more than half actually goes to the end beneficiaries who are needing the charity, and a large percentage goes to the operating expenses uh, of the charitable organization, including upper management. Um, there's been news stories over the last decades where uh, you know egregious uh, examples of this have taken place. And by all means, it is definitely something you want to explore, especially uh, when you're making gifts of your hard-earned money. Now, how can you make gifts? You, you can make gifts in a variety of ways. You can gift cash. You can gift uh, securities, uh, stocks typically, usually uh, appreciated securities for tax purposes. You can gift collectibles if the institution will take them. Or a lot of other things of value. Uh, you know, we've seen houses, cars, paintings, etc., given to charities. Depending on the nature of the property, uh, that will determine how the IRS says you can take a deduction 
and what you're limited to. In more recent years, uh, the advent of the qualified charitable distribution as part of the required minimum distributions in IRAs has become vogue, and the IRS says you can gift up to $100,000 of your required minimum distributions a year to charities and not have that included in your taxable income uh, when you figure up your AGI. So if you have an IRA and you're charitably minded and working with a professional, that's some low-hanging fruit where you may want to look at the benefits of giving your favorite church or charity cash directly out of your IRA and satisfied your government-required minimum distribution uh, at the same time. As it pertains to more estate and legacy planning, you can set things up through your will or before you pass in, in a series of donor-advised funds or charitable remainder trust that provides funds for charity either now while you're living, let's say in a charitable remainder trust or donor-advised fund, or have a charitable entity created at your death. Keep in mind if you have a large IRA and that's part of what you want to give, you need to make sure you understand all the beneficiary rules of IRAs and how the IRS treats that if you have a non-human being, such as a charity, as a co-beneficiary with a live human being. Uh, the outcome of that may not be the best for the live human being, but there again, work with your professional tax and certified financial planner to determine the best course of action there. But keep in mind, uh, unless it's an irrevocable gift, you can make changes up to your death, uh, or even if you want things to be a little bit fluid at death, whoever the trustee is of your charitable instruments, uh, you can give them discretion as well in case maybe one of the charities that you really liked in life loses its way after you've gone to the great beyond and you want to move money to, say, a number two favorite charity or number three, etc. So there are a lot of good reasons to give. Keep in mind, as I recommend, it all starts with your heart, then move to your head working with a professional on what is the best way, the best items, and best uh, mechanisms to make these charitable contributions both ongoing and in your estate. You're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and we'll be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers, and if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I am your host, Drew Watson, and this is our fourth segment of the show where we will get into your questions and hopefully have answers as it pertains to financial matters that may be on your mind. The questions this week have come in in a big way 
with regards to our favorite uh, asset class besides the price of lumber, and that is cryptocurrencies. I've had multiple questions this week um, emailed in, and remember, you can email those to me at William.A.Watson at ampf.com. Uh, so as I stated, many, many questions this week with regards to cryptocurrencies, some specific to Bitcoin, but the general gist of all those questions are what is it, how does it work, and does it serve any purpose? Well, to answer that three-part question, let's uh, let's let's take them one one section at a time, and I think by the end of this, you'll understand maybe what the conclusion is already. You know, what is it? This is a uh, it's an electronic way to, I guess, store wealth. As uh, Bitcoin was one of the uh, forerunners in this cryptocurrency, that this wealth is not controlled by any central bank. Uh, by any country, and with really, in the case of Bitcoin, there's no <clears throat> amount of assets pledged to support uh, the valuation of the currency. Uh, <clears throat> proponents of the cryptocurrencies will say they they serve a really uh, strong purpose in the economy because it cuts down on the cost of moving uh, money from, let's say, one part of the globe to the other or one person here in the U.S. to another person. Now, in reality, uh, being in the financial business, if you have a bank account at a bank in there in the U.S. and you call and you need money moved, you can go through the automated clearinghouse system that the Federal Reserve uses, and as long as you don't need the money the same day, typically most of the time, uh, money transfers from one institution to the next overnight. Now, you can probably count on less than one hand the amount of times in life you would need a large sum of money, uh, in Bitcoin's case, I guess denominated around a $60,000 per coin basis sent to you in a flash. Um, in evaluating things like Bitcoin as well, because it is decentralized, no government control, before the transaction can take place, a number of, I guess you'd call them Bitcoin moderators, must verify the ledgers to make sure that the amount of coin you say you have is the amount you have, and then you can transfer it to another buyer. So it's not as if the Bitcoin um, transactions can happen instantaneously in the ether. There is a series of, you know, supposed checks and balances that must take place before the uh, coin goes out the door. So if you ask, you know, what's one of the main uh, uses of it, uh, if you examine it pretty closely, that uh, that use kind of goes out the window. Now, a lot of my points are from an article in the, the most recent Foreign Affairs magazine penned by Ian Bremmer. He is the president of the Eurasia Group, which is a big global consulting, geopolitical consulting company. And he was more bullish on Bitcoin, but you know, it appeared after reading the article, one of the main purposes that cryptocurrency, not so much Bitcoin, could use is for parts of the world that don't have uh, a lot of commercial banks or banks per se that this would be a way that 
people could anon- anonymously transact uh, business. Now, the important part of being anonymous is a lot of parts of the world that don't have a lot of banks are ruled by uh, authoritarian, authoritarian regimes, and people would wish to remain anonymous to not tip off the government to how much assets they actually do have because in those types of regimes like North Korea, et cetera, uh, the government may come in and try to take their assets. Now, what is most commonly referred to as one of the big uses of this cryptocurrency is uh, for nefarious purposes. I think probably the most famous case is in a lot of large ransomware attacks on the oil pipelines what or gasoline pipeline specifically, uh, the perpetrators demanded to be paid in Bitcoin. They were, and uh, a lot of the assets were recovered, I think, by the FBI because even though this was an anonymous transaction, there were enough uh, breadcrumbs left in the forest to get back to grandmother's cottage, so to speak, and uh, repatriate that money to the oil company. So that leads us to the final part of the question, um, you know, what does it do? Well, I think what it does now is provides more of a store of wealth and speculative asset class than really any other um, specific uh, use because it's going to be difficult to uh, be a currency where you'd want to pay for goods and services with cryptocurrency because unless it's tied to a stable coin like what Facebook has or a couple other issues, the price swings on a daily basis could be maddening. And if you're a seller of goods, you don't want to be updating your prices every 10 minutes or whatever it is, so to speak. And if you're a buyer of goods, if you settle on a price, you want to make sure that's all you're paying. So it looks like it's going to be more of a store of wealth, and it, it does appear that with the Internal Revenue Service and Department of Treasury coming out and classifying these as almost like a collectible, uh, you're looking at tax rates of about 28%. So people that may may have made a lot of money on this uh, when there was difficulty determining what the tax liability might be, uh, those days are probably behind some of this cryptocurrency as well. And keep in mind that uh, there was a lot of uh, ballyhooed response to the Chinese central bank creating a digital yuan. Uh, That's a digital currency there. Some of that may have been in an effort to potentially skirt sanctions of other countries. Keep in mind, North Korea is, uh, China is North Korea's largest trading partner. And when sanctions get slapped on North Korea, uh, anybody that goes to a commercial bank, uh, it was pretty easy to enforce those sanctions. But if those sanctions could move through the Chinese central bank, that would be much, much more difficult to track to see uh, that everyone was playing a uh, ball game by the same rules. Now, one of the negatives to central banks issuing digital currency is, in theory, every person would have an account directly at the central bank and therefore – By changing monetary policy, that is the money supply, they could both inject these digital coins into everyone's account, but hang on here, here's the catch. They could withdraw digital coin, that is money, from each individual person's account. I think if most Americans knew that's the trade-off, they would opt out of that probably in a heartbeat 
as they do not want the government uh, to be able to take money out of their account willy-nilly, uh, even though there might be <clears throat> economic reasons to do so. Most people that I work with are very much a uh, hands-off when it comes to government uh, in their accounts. Finally, I'll, I'll close with this as it pertains to, to the coin uh, and digital currency situation. Uh, keep in mind that if you've gone through historical bubbles like, like we did a couple weeks ago and made a checklist of everything that needs to go on to make a bubble happen, probably with most of these digital currencies, that has occurred. The coins that are supposedly tied to assets, uh, in, in the case of some stable coins, uh, those claims have been proved to be, I should just say, less than 100% true once the veracity of, of how much uh, assets backing these uh, coins were proven. So if you're looking at this, it's a very speculative investment. I think the jury is out uh, literally on just how these digital currencies can help you other than being, as I said, a very speculative investment. And if you look at the long scape of history, the more this gets popular, the greater the odds are that central banks come in and create their own form of currency, but also that opens the gate for them to have access directly to your account at the central bank. The final thing to think about is this. If that happens, what happens to your local banks? Because deposits may run away from local banks, and banks can't lend money if they have no deposits backing up the lending. That is a hallmark of capitalism. And if you play that scenario out in your mind to kind of the nth degree, what you could see very quickly, when banks stop lending money, you have huge financial crises on your hands uh, that start with D's, not with R's. That is depressions and long-lasting ones and not recessions. So keep that in mind as you're uh, chewing on your Thanksgiving turkey. And in the words of uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, character cellmate in Trading Places, it's not wise to be a jive turkey this close to Thanksgiving. You're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Lime Wealth Management, and we'll be back same time, same channel next week. This is WOMI Owensboro. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.